0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR on News Talk.
1: Now, Finance Minister Pascal Dunhu.
0: good morning. Good morning, Shane. What are you doing giving pay rises to people who are on half a million euro already? Uh, so, what I'm doing here is in relation to one bank, which is Bank of Ireland. Uh, the background to all of this is in the aftermath of the global financial crisis. A pay cap was put in place, not allowing anybody... In our three banks, uh, to earn more than five hundred thousand euro, with regard to Bank of Ireland, we no longer own a single share in the bank, and in fact, but we've got back two billion euro more than we put in to Bank of Ireland at the time of the crisis. And I don't believe we should be involved in setting pay in an organisation we no longer own. But for AIB and PTSB, in which the state is still a shareholder, the pay cap will remain in place, and the eighty-nine percent super tax with regard to any bonuses above €20,000 will also remain in place. OK, a
1: lot of people in the Leinster House disagree with you. Mary Macdonald said there's something twisted about allowing big pay hikes for wealthy bankers. Nessa Harrigan, a member of your, your government, uh, the Greens' finance spokesperson,
0: said it was a mis- significant mistake. And I appreciate that this is a difficult argument to make, and I do. Uh, making the case for a change like this, uh, I recognise, is a difficult one and a really sensitive one for all the reasons that your listeners know. But I also have a responsibility which I've tried to display in managing our public finances to think beyond where we are today, this week, or in the coming months to what I think is the right thing for years ahead. We only have three banks left in Ireland. We've had two banks leave our country. These three banks employ 20,000 people and manage over €200 billion of deposits. And I'm really concerned that in particular for those three banks, they're going to find themselves in a position that they're competing with many other employers in our economy that pay bonuses as a norm and they're not going to be able to get the people we need to run these banks in the right way. Okay. But I'd stress again, the 500,000 euro cap remains in place for Yeah, two I was going to say then,
1: why not have the courage of your convictions? Get rid of the cap, get rid of the 89% banker bonus super tax. Well, because the reality is, well, 20 grand might be a lot to you and to me uh, as a bonus for bankers. That's pittance. I know people in London who are nowhere near chief executive who are getting 50
0: times that level of bonus. So 40% of the people who leave our three banks at the moment to seek employment elsewhere go to employers that pay a bonus. Yeah, That is the key factor that I have to recognise in yeah, making Way more I than I 20
1: grand bonus,
0: I would it, imagine. It is. Uh, but at the same time, what I have to do is get the balance right. I have to recognise the many concerns that there are there regarding the behaviour of our banks, the history of our banks and get the balance right between what I think is appropriate but something that I think is also sustainable and justifiable mm. given our You're many experiences your toe in the water really, aren't years. you here? Well, given the reaction to us and given the uh, debates that I'm involved in and will have in the doyle, i I'd make the case that I'm more than dipping my toe in the water. I'm trying to make the case for change um, in a very sensitive area uh, that I believe in the long run will help uh, our banks have the people we need in it to allow them to serve our economy. OK, all right.
1: Uh, can I move on to some other issues before we let you go, Minister? Um, what is happening with the children's hospital? Costs uh, seem to be getting entirely out of control. Uh, the Irish Times reporting you're bracing itself, yourselves for significant increases in the budget after uh, being told the project costs, uh, the final costs would need to be presented to
0: government. There's going to be a big increase in the final cost. What's happening here? So Why can't we build projects on budget? So what country? is happening? Well, we have... Uh, uh, As I acknowledged at the time of the huge difficulties regarding the children's hospital, we had significant difficulties regarding the management of that project in the first place, which we've learned from, from changes that we've made in the public service code, public spending code. But those difficulties are now being compounded by changes in raw materials, by inflation in construction that are now affecting so many other projects. But recognising the sensitivity of this and what we need to do better in the future any changes in the cost of that hospital will be the subject of discussion at cabinet level yeah. and at government level. Are you worried about this, Minister? Uh, I've always acknowledged that, with regard to this hospital, uh, that there are things that we could and should have done better in managing the cost of us. However, even it's a with bottomless pit, though, isn't it? No, there's no such thing as a bottomless pit Jeez, when it comes close to administer. There's no such thing as a bottom, bottomless pit when it comes to the country's money, and there cannot be which is why we've changed the Public Spending Code, which is why any further change in the cost of that project will be discussed at Cabinet level. But all that being said, I still believe for this project, which I've been involved in for so long, that when we complete it and when it is open, it is an investment that will make a difference to the health of children. No doubt about that.
1: Uh, your uh, government colleague Fianna Fáil TD Cahill Crow has called for a cap on Ukrainian refugees coming into the uh, c- country. Um, do you, what, do you, what do you make of that intervention?
0: Well, I, I do understand why uh, the deputy has been involved in this debate and I've heard what um, further comment he's in relation, made in relation to this and he's just made the point that he's also very concerned about the well-being of people who could be coming into our country, who could be living in tents, who might not have the support or services that we would want them to have. Like I've heard the deputy uh, also on many occasions make the case for standing by the people of Ukraine and doing our best to look Mm -hmm. after people in our country. I think caps would be very, very difficult to implement for a country who is on the west coast of Ireland of Europe, I should say, given that we have many other countries who are bearing heavier loads, who are far closer to the war, not implementing caps or suggesting bringing them in. Okay. Uh, shops uh, and cafes could be forced by law to accept cash payments. Tell us about that. Why are you, why are you going down so that road? So this is part of the retail banking strategy that we launched yesterday, which included the elements that you just quizzed me on at the start of our interview. What we are looking at is looking many, many years ahead into the future of our economy and recognising that it's very likely we'll see an increasing number of people that will be making payments by their phone, uh, by their their, uh, watches, and not using cash at all. We recognise that trend, know why it's happening, but still need to recognise that for a number of people within our society that could diminish over time will still be significant, they want to use cash. Yeah. And I do believe we will need to look at what is the minimum standards of cash usage that we want to have in our economy, either that banks need to provide or, for example, shops and cafes need to accept. Okay, Uh,
1: I can see the logic of that, but surely you should extend the logic and say that uh, businesses
0: who don't accept credit cards currently uh, are cards should also be forced to accept it. And that's uh, a very fair point that I am going to consider because I do believe it should go both ways. Okay. Uh, so, so
1: businesses, and we all know them, we all know them in our community who don't take cards at the moment, you're saying you're going to look at changing that, that I'm they will have con- to take I'm cards. I'm going
0: to consider it uh, because there can at times be reasons as to why they don't, but I believe those legitimate reasons are beginning to diminish and we need to have a look at them. Are you suspicious of those businesses that only I'd, take cash? I would be, uh, I would be uh, question why it happens. Absolutely. And I do believe that we need to have a broad discussion regarding how payments are made within our economy, given big changes that are now happening with regard to the nature of currency and if I'm in an environment that never takes a debit card of course I'm suspicious as to why Yeah. Uh, but I at the same time recognise that for lots of businesses there can be reasons on the day why the machine isn't working
1: OK just before you go friction between Pascal and Leo will remain after Taoiseach's uh, swap Philip Ryan's story in the Irish Independent this morning uh, there's a number of issues you and the Taoiseach haven't exactly been at Idem on including tax breaks for developers the t- oh, sorry the t- he's not the Taoiseach yet but he will be the Taoiseach at the Tawnist I should say he's in for example, of tax breaks for developers.
0: You're not. I couldn't have a closer and better. No, I know you're good.
1: I know you're good pals. I, I, I know you're good colleagues. I, I couldn't. But are you? I, you I seem did, to be
0: disagreeing on a number of but issues. The, the, I have worked now uh, for uh, the current Tornister, um in many different roles over many different years, and uh, we have. Uh, he's the leader of the party. He, I hope, will be Taoiseach soon. He makes the final decisions on matters. Okay. I couldn't have a better working relationship with him. What is simply happening is uh, we're going to be involved in a discussion, for example, with regard to housing in other areas, and the government will consider what it will do. But really, there's always discussion and focus regarding the relationship between a Prime Minister and Finance Minister. We couldn't have a better one, and uh, uh, I hope um, that I'll have an opportunity to continue that relationship okay. in the time
1: ahead. All right. Minister for Finance, Pascal Dunahoo, thank you for coming into News Talk Breakfast. Thank you, Shane.